0: Find other great podcasts, like this one, at podmoth.network. Everybody knows that true crime can be a real buzzkiller. So why not pair it with a nice glass of wine? Join us, Macy and Nicole, the hosts of Buzzkillers A True Crime podcast, as we drink our way through new bottles of wine every week while navigating true crime cases, conspiracy theories, and even some spooky haunts. The deep dives are kept light with banter and personal tales, and even the occasional boozy hiccup. Listeners are encouraged to grab a drink of any kind and tune in every Sunday as we tell the tales of the wicked that plague this world. Buzzkillers can be streamed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you like to listen. Check out our website, www.buzzkillerspodcast.com, for more information. I live in a quiet suburb in southwest Ohio. The winters are cold here. I work about 15 minutes away from home. I live alone, and that's how I like it. My days off are spent relaxing, reading, writing, watching movies, avoiding all human contact if possible. I have a simple, boring life, and I have every intention of keeping it that way. I was driving home from work one evening in early January. It was about 20 degrees and snowing hard. And since it was a Friday, I was racing to get my weekend started as soon as possible. I sped up to get through the yellow light at the intersection about two blocks away from my house. To this day, I regret how anxious I was to get there. I was so close. And if I had slowed down for the light, maybe none of this would have ever happened my 1997 Buick Skylark hydroplaned in the middle of the intersection. I panicked and swerved to the right, running my car up onto a curb and sliding down the sidewalk on one of my neighborhood side streets. The car came to a stop just before ramming into a light post, narrowly missing extensive front end damage. I was fine, save for a spell of heavy breathing and I sat on the sidewalk and watched the snow continue to fall on my windshield. I realized I had never been to this area of my neighborhood before, which wasn't strange since I don't get out much. I looked out my passenger side window and saw several large houses looking over me on a small hill. They seemed to go on forever. Each with perfect lawns and perfect little fences, and not a single light on in any of them. This was odd, especially since it was only about 7 o'clock, but even more alarmingly for the lack of assistance if I had caused a commotion or was seriously injured. The snow was dying down now. I turned to look out my windshield. Somewhere further down the street, I spotted a shape in the middle of the next intersection. I have no idea what compelled me to do what I did next. In a split-second decision, I got out of my car and started walking towards the shape in the road. I think part of me wanted to be a hero, if it was someone who had wrecked, just as I almost dramatically did. I wanted to be there to help, as no one seemed to be around to do so for me. I left my car where it was and walked, slowly, in the yellow light of the single lamppost and the cold flurry of snow. As I approached the intersection, the shape became very, very clear. It was a 1970 Dodge Charger, jet black. It was stopped directly underneath the traffic light. Not a soul was around. No other cars, no people, no lights on in the houses. I began to feel increasingly uncomfortable, and even more so when I saw what was sitting there. It appeared to be a man, hunched over, with his back to me. He wore just a long, black robe that hung to the wet road and was soggy and dripping at the bottom. He had no hair, and it looked like there was smoke coming off of him. But then I noticed more of the details, more disturbing features. His ears were incredibly large, half-ovals that took up most of his head. His fingers were short and stubby, but claw-like, and working feverishly in front of him. I approached him from the side to get a better look, and saw the fingers, holding what looked to be beef jerky. It looked burned, and there was the same smoke coming off of it that was coming off of his skin. He jammed the piece of jerky into his mouth, ravenously chomping it and smooshing it all over his face. I forgot where I was. I forgot about the car, about the rain, about standing in the middle of an intersection where there should have been tons of cars passing through. I was in a trance, watching him feed on the disgusting, smelly jerky. All the while, he paid no attention to me. I knew that he knew I was there, for at my angle, anyone could have seen me. But he was so focused on eating that he did not bother to look in my direction. I continued to watch as he chomped and chewed, licked his disgusting burned lips, and licked his stubby fingers clean. As soon as he was done eating... He reached down to his arm and pulled off a slice of his own skin and repeated the process over again. I watched for probably 10 minutes without saying a word. He must have pulled off 20 or 30 slices of beef jerky looking skin, all one after another. And as soon as he pulled it off, another one grew in his place. It was like he was satisfying a hunger, a ravenous hunger, for human flesh, as if all his energy relied on it. I decided this had gone on too long. I stepped a step closer to him, which was a mistake, and I spoke to him, which was an even bigger mistake. Sir? I said, trying my best to sound like I had normal concern for an old man in the road, and not the kind as if I was concerned that someone was eating like that. Mid-bite, he stopped. With a glob in his hand, he turned and looked at me. I now saw his face, that hideous face that has haunted me ever since. His large ears were black and crinkly. His face was equally black. It was charred, but there was also cracks in it, where the bright orange light glowed from inside of the cracks he was completely burned but it also looked like he was still somehow on fire but it was those eyes i will not soon forget they were strikingly white almost glowing burning like white flames and staring into my soul i was frozen. Looking into those eyes, and seeing a raging fire burning bright behind them, I saw the most traumatic event of my childhood. My best friend being killed in a car accident. But then I realized that that night never happened. My best friend Jack and I were heading to the midnight premiere of a movie that night, one of the few times I welcomed human interaction. He was alive and well. I looked further into his eyes. I saw my car, crushed and mangled, and rammed head on into a light post. I was outside the car looking in, where my friend Jack was in the passenger seat, his face torn and bloody, and then I saw fire. I saw white flames engulfing the vehicle, and I heard Jack's screams of agony as he was burned alive trapped inside. There was nothing I could do. And then everything faded away. The flames turned black, and I was moving backwards, further away from the car. My hands extended to try to reach the door to pull Jack to safety. Everything was dark. I woke up in the street, my head pounding with an incredible ache, and my clothes soaked in water. I lay on my back, staring up at the traffic light, the snow falling steadily. I sat up and looked ahead, and there was no sign of the undead sorcerer. There were lights on in the houses and people watching me from their lawns, people running to me from their cars. I heard shouts of concerns and shouts of panic. I was dizzy. I saw more people coming towards me and yelling, Are you okay? Are you okay? But just as many were running right by me. I turned my head slowly, looking back down the street, back to where my car had run up the curb and narrowly missed a lamppost. It was still on the curb, with a massive crowd surrounding it, and it was burning. That was the stupidest thing I ever heard, Colby. No wonder nobody listens to your stupid fucking podcast. I'm out of here. Oh shit. Um, Milton's right. That wasn't scary at all. Um, I'm also leaving because of how not scary that was, but when I get up, just ignore the wet spot on the front of my pants. Uh, I spilled my soda, and uh, I was also uh, sitting on a chocolate bar.